in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. It's one of my biggest regrets in life, Brian. What's that? Not going to the uh, James Brown concert. Not seeing JB live. Well, pretty soon you'll probably be able to catch a hologram of him. Yeah. Playing some. Seriously, probably will. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the deadly serious Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's me. It's not going to make for a good podcast, Glenn. Well, you picked the nickname. Yeah. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> Tough. Tough. <laughs> I'm deadly serious. Jury's still out on that. Speaking of the jury still being out, you and I are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com, mm. which we haven't been convicted of yet. No. We, we, we still might be in the clear on this deal. If the, uh, if the website does not fit, you must have quit. That's right. And uh, <laughs> so we're not gonna we're not gonna go ahead we're not gonna admit to any anything regarding We've been the advised. website. That's right. Our lawyers have advised us not to admit that we, we are the co-founders of Gentleman. We can neither confirm nor deny if if we did in fact create Gentleman. dot right. com, which we're not saying we did, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but if we did, if uh, we would, it would be a great site to go visit. If. If we if we were in fact the creators of gentlemen.com. It would it would be fantastic it would to be, go be hypothetically. Hypothetically. Strong hypothetical here. Yeah. Let's just say we invented it and you visited it. That would be lovely. Yeah. Exactly. Because it is a lovely site. It is a lovely site. Um what can we say about gentlemen that hasn't already been said? Lots of stuff's already been said about gentlemen. <laughs> That's true. Um, um, I, w- I hope that doesn't bad. happen again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's a great it's a great little site to go step out. It's, it's like the wide world of manly content. Odds are, if you're listening to the show, you have already been to the website. That's true. But we're gonna hope that that's the case. Yeah. So we won't explain ourselves too much here. No. No need. Uh, if if we if we had anything to do had with the site, created said site. Um, well, let's we. We should move on. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, getting our, we're painting ourselves into a corner mm-hmm. here. Um, so visit gentleman.com. Check out some, some manly content on, on the internet's best site. Mm-hmm. And we can say that because maybe or maybe we didn't create it. Mm-hmm. We're unbiased. We might just be bystanders that are just mm-hmm. saying that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you can stop on over to podcast.gentleman.com where you can follow along with the show. You can see the links that we're talking about uh, during the podcast. Or you can listen to previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the episodes are really good. If you dare, if you dare, that's right. If you if you've got if you got some cojones, huevos, yeah, then you can listen to some other episodes. Uh, if you want, if you want to get in touch with us, speaking of cojones, hmm. uh, if you want to reach out and touch us, <laughs> <laughs> you can. Uh, that came out way different than I than I envisioned it. Reach in my out head. and touch faith. Uh, <laughs> You can. 
You could send us a letter. You could send us a letter to uh, P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Let me say that again. We're going to get fired. Yeah. Um, From us. Fire us. Uh, yeah. Glenn and Brian are going to get really pissed about this episode. <laughs> Corporate's going to yeah. come down on us. Uh, yes. So, anyway, the point is. Yes. <laughs> What was it's P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. You can send us a letter. We'll take your letter. We'll talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. We will ponder it. We will probably... Pontificate. Yeah, we'll like way, lay awake at night mm. going over in our heads the mm. answers to your questions. Mm-hmm. And then we will get back to you. We'll talk to you about it on the podcast. And we will stick your letter up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we all know and love as the Hall of Fame. And... Uh, Lots of other cool stuff. Lots of other cool stuff will happen. So get in touch with us there. If you don't want to send us a letter, how dare you? You can send us an email at howdyatgentleman.com or mm-hmm. you can at reply us on Twitter or Facebook Facebook, Google and all Plus. those things. Yeah. All those stuff. Anyway, Glenn, let's get on with the show because we gotten ourselves into a lot of trouble in this last uh, uh, last 30 seconds or so. <laughs> right. So the first part, the first segment is the drink of the week, Glenn. Mm. Uh, and I picked out a dandy this time. This is uh, this is the quintessential summer refresher. It's an Anchor Summer Wheat. This this is a nice little wheat beer. The thing about, I'm going to talk about the Anchor Steam Brewery here in a second okay. because they make some very bold claims. Ooh. Um, but this is you know I, I went to the store and I saw this and I haven't had it in a while and I know that we haven't talked about it on the Gentleman Podcast before so I wanted to go ahead and pick it up. I like Anchor Steam beer quite a bit, mm. uh, just in general. So it'll be interesting to try this. This is like a filtered wheat beer, so it's supposedly. They call it American style, which I guess is they, they take all the haze and everything like that out of it. You know, the mm-hmm. Hefeweizen style apparently right. is the cloudy, cloudy yeah. you know, all that stuff floating around in it, which, you know, either way, I'm fine with. I'm not yeah. afraid of I'm not afraid of a little cloudy <laughs> beer. Right. Anymore than I'm afraid of a cloudy day. That's right. Okay? No problem. Uh, anyway, but I wanted to talk about this beer, Glenn. Uh, not not necessarily, I guess, the beer per se, but the actual Anchor Steam Brewery because they make a couple of interesting claims. Mm. First of all, on this can, they say they're America's first craft brewery. That's an interesting statement. I've heard them make this claim before. I, I swear we've, re- we've reviewed like 10 beers that say they're the first craft brewery. What, what, what if, did they say we're the first craft brewery in San Francisco? Like in really small lettering? No, I don't think so. I think that they're saying because somebody started it in like the, what was it, 1800s or something? Uh, wow. Uh, early 1871? Oh, they're claiming 1849. They're saying uh, the California Gold Rush, uh, somebody started, uh, he arrived in San Francisco, the guy that started it arrived in San Francisco in 1849. Uh, 1871 um, is when they got it set up. So I don't know. The thing is, all these different brewing companies make all these claims Mm. all this stuff they're the original brewers Mm -hmm. of beer in the southern quadrant of you know wherever and we invented malts yeah we hops yeah we invented hops uh so it's kind of weird the other thing i thought was kind of weird was they claim this was this this particular wheat beer Mm -hmm. was brewed in 1984 and they claim it was the first American brewed wheat beer. I find that hard to believe, Brian. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I was like, okay, oldest brewery? Okay. Oldest craft brewery? Okay. Maybe. First wheat beer in the United States in 1984? Mm-hmm. That seems fake. That doesn't seem real. We're going to have to do some fact checking. 
yeah, we're going to have to do some background checking. We'll have to update next week on what we find out about this. But because we're from Kansas, we need to know this. Uh, wheat, yes, exactly. We, we can't have some California San Francisco brewery mm-hmm. saying they're the first wheat beer in, in the United States without us. Look, without I, the stamp. I, I've been known to get to the bottom of some situations and get things rectified. <laughs> so this might be one of those things. But Look I wanted, out. I wanted to say one thing to you, Anchor Steam Brewery, before you... Maybe it, I should say, I hate to heap it on these guys because they have this long history of bad luck, Glenn. I was reading about the, really? the brewery, and uh, it said in 1906, there's there's a, two co-owners of the original brewery, and it was Ernst Baruth and Otto Schnickel Jr., okay? <laughs> They're like co-owners, co-owners of the brewery, and uh, in 1906, the co-owner, Ernst Baruth, died mm-hmm. suddenly in February. Two months later, a devastating fire following San Francisco's Great Earthquake consumed the Anchor Brewery. And then in January of 1907, uh, just as Anchor Brewery was reopening, uh, Otto Schnickel Jr. was run over by a streetcar. Do streetcars move that fast? I don't know. I don't know. But that that's unfortunate. Fortunately, some people stepped in and kept it going. And then also, <laughs> they make this interesting statement about the years of Prohibition. They say in 1920... There may or may have not been a few activities during Prohibition, but there's no record of Anchor Brewery doing anything, legal or illegal, during Prohibition. For 13 years. Hmm. So they just wound everything down for 13 years, and... Yep. Bombs are cool. Yep. Uh, So anyway, uh, kind of an interesting history there. They've been around forever, and I do enjoy their their. I don't know what their flagship one is. I think it's just Anchor, Anchor just Steam. Anchor Steam. I like their Anchor Steam beer. Anchor Steam's their porters. <sighs> yeah, Anchor Porter is mm-hmm. one of my favorite porters. Yeah. So even though they have some audacious claims, I'm willing to let that slide for now because we don't have the facts right no, now. We, we need to we need to delve deep into the the record books to find out what really is the true story of the first American wheat beer. So we're gonna get, we're gonna get back into that though. But the first thing that we need to do, Glenn, is to try this beer. Okay. So we might as well do that, I guess. If that's what we have to do. All right. Well. Okay. Oh. Oh, they are cans too. Whoa. A little bit. Yeah, a little heady. Whoa. Must have gotten mixed up a little bit. Ooh, that is good. Yeah. That is that good. Is good. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Hmm. That's a good beer. Okay. Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, inconclusive results are inconclusive for the IBUs. Apparently, Anchor Steam does not want that information released. I would say it's under twenty. Yeah, my guess would be about fourteen. It's a. It's not a. Uh, <clears throat> it's not a factor here. We're just. Gonna, yeah, we're just gonna have to. You know, mm. just gonna have to guess that it's about twelve to thirteen. This this tastes very different than most wheat beers. Yeah, it does. I like the American style wheat beer. Mm-hmm. I think better. Yeah, um, it's very crisp, very clean. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, they kind of describe it as like a. It's almost like a, you don't want to drink a Budweiser. Yeah, but you still want a, a a tasty, like refreshing, crisp, you know, beer. Yeah, it's light. It's not quite a lager. Mm-mm. I like that yeah. a lot, actually. Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> I don't mind a can either. It kind of makes it handy. Yeah, the can is. I, I've been over the weekend uh, Memorial Day weekend. I had a. Six pack of Corona cans and man, those things burned right through me. I didn't even. 
I blink and they're half gone. I just envision you with like your feet in the kiddie pool. You know, <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> the floaties on, like <laughs> the cans of beer. No man, my 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 Memorial Day weekend was was great. I yep. had a smoker going, smoking some meats. Oh, anyway, I digress. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's this go. Beer, mm. Let's go ahead and get into the. Uh, mm. The official MTS rating for this beer. It, it almost tastes lemony. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. It's almost. It's I don't like know a, if that's a subconscious thing or what. Yeah, because the can's yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway, all right. So, what was the price? The price. Oh, I forgot about this. The price was ten fifty for six yeah. cans. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Well, that's gonna cost you. Yeah. The ten uh, fifty. I I was. I wanted to get it, and I looked at the price. And I mean, I'm not a cheap guy by any means, but I was like, "Wow, that did give me pause." I was like, "Well, that's two dollars more than most every other craft beer in this place." You know, bottles, bottles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, twelve ounce. And these yeah. are eight ounce cans, right? No, these are twelve. Oh, these are twelve. Wait, wait. Are bottles sixteen ounce? No, bottles are twelve usually. <clears throat> I'm just uh, okay. Well, the wide mouth is handy. Yeah, that's true. That's the problem. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's dead gum wide mouth cans. That's right. All right. Okay, Glenn. So we we got four point six percent alcohol. Um, IBUs unknown, but we're going to guess you know ten to fifteen something like that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty low. Uh, and then the price was ten fifty. <clears throat> so what what are you thinking on the MPS? Ten fifty. Mm-hmm. Good grief. That, that hurts. <clears throat> that takes it down a notch. Well, all right. I really, I really do like this. This is a nice little change up for mm-hmm. actually. You know, like a lot of times, like you have this baseline in your mind of what you think it's going to be, and it either you know goes below it or above it. And this is way mm-hmm. below what I th- above what I thought it would mm-hmm. <clears throat> turn in at. So I would say, I would, say, I would actually rate this pretty highly. I would give this an eight four. I was going to go with a seven six. Whoa, oh, because here's the thing: the price, the price. Yeah, I should revise for, mine for the for the. I mean, for the type of beer it is, a wheat beer, you know, and it's a good wheat beer. Mm-hmm. It, but it's crisp and refreshing, and a Budweiser substitute, and it's ten fifty. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're just talking about Corona. You talk me down, Brian. It, we're I'm just, gonna go eight two. You're gonna go eight two. I okay. forgot about the price. Yeah, the price is. Because you're just talking about Corona, yeah, uh, it, yeah, and that's like seven bucks for six. Yeah, pounds. seriously. So it's like, yeah, this is great, but do I really want to pay fifty percent more for it? I would say that this is better for than Coronas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but three three and a half dollars better. Mm-hmm. So this is this is why we work through this problem. That's right, Brian. Because you're not going to get this total. You know, this is objective. Mm-hmm. This is this is science. We yeah. distilled this. That's right. Pun intended, mm-hmm. down to a science. That's right. And you're not going to find that at beersnob.com. No. You're not going to find it at anywhere else, really. Yeah, because it's patent pending. I mean, it's it's somewhat open source. I mean, we could share the details if people are willing to. Yeah, we can't actually say much about it. Yeah, but uh, anyway. So okay, so you're saying eight point two, two, eight point two, and I'm I said 7.6. Yes, you did. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, let's let's type this into the MTS computer. Uh, the proprietary mm. algorithm will crunch on it for a second, and then we'll. Okay, so we said um, so four point six uh, alcohol by volume. I'm just going to go with uh, fifteen IBUs, um, and then the price of ten fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so get, let, let's give it a second here, and we'll let it let it divvy this thing up and figure out what the official mustache twist scale 
MTS score is for mm. Anchor Summer Wheat. Mm. This is refreshing. Okay, Glenn, here, uh, it's printing out right now. Um, you pull this thing off the printer. Mm. Okay, it, it's uh, it's actually a 7.9. Wow. So Pretty good. Yeah, that's so pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I feel <clears> like that's an accurate score for this beer. It's billed as the quintessential summer refresher. It's true. I would say that they've hit the quintessence of summer in a can. It's true. It, it, it is a good refreshing beer. I would not mind mowing the lawn and having one of these out. No, 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 no. Or six I would, of them. Yeah, I was going to say, I would like one of those hats. I used to have one in high school with the beer can holders on each side, you know, and with the straw. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That'd be handy mowing the lawn. That's true. That's a good idea. Riding lawnmower. Yep. There you go. All right. Okay. Problem solved. Real quick, let's run over to uh, beersnob.com and see what they have to say about this. Um, okay, so Glenn, the beer snobs, they have two scores. Mm-hmm. They have the community score and they have the bros, which we still don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> the beer advocate score was 77. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're getting close to patent infringement, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bros scored it at 83. Mm-hmm. So, you know. You notice they have a, a, a bottle there and not a can. Yeah. I think the cans are new. I think the bottle is what it's been before this. I believe I like the cans better. Yeah, I, I think do. for summer beers, I like cans mm-hmm. better than bottles. Yeah, me too. Me too. Something about it. Yeah. You put it in a koozie. Yep. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, Glenn. Well, we got that all figured out. A 7.9 in the MTS for the Anchor Summer Wheat Beer. Done and done. I'm going to fact check him on this first wheat beer in America because that sounds like an awfully lofty <sighs> That's a bold statement. claim. It is. <clears throat> Uh, okay, Glenn, let's get some interesting posts from general.com last week or so. Okay, Brian, we have perused, we have combed, we have we have sifted and distilled the best of the best that was posted to Gentleman in the last week or so. Mm-hmm. And the disclaimer that we give every week, we'll give again. These aren't necessarily the, the most popular. I mean, they are very, very popular, but we have to factor in. Not everything falls into that category of something that's good to talk about. So these are the things... That we have picked this week, and stepping up to the plate, batting leadoff is Razorback. This should come as no surprise, and should also come as no surprise that Razorback has posted something about grilling. Mm-hmm. This is titled 10 Steps to the Perfect Burger." Bleh, Ten Steps to the Perfect Burger," and it's from the website barbecuebible.com. Good name for a website. It is, and actually. Stephen, I don't know how to pronounce it, Raishlin, the Barbecue Bible. Mm-hmm. I actually saw, I actually know of him from a show he has on PBS. Okay. I was bored. I was watching PBS with my kids. I left it on, like last summer, and it went from cartoons to uh, Barbecue Bible. And it's actually pretty awesome, but he has an article here on how to, how to grill, the 10 steps to grilling the perfect burger. Mm. And we won't go through all the steps. But there are a few uh, good ones to keep in mind here. Because grilling hamburgers is tricky, right? It is. You were, you were telling me a story how you, you tried to grill one the other day. And it's, it's really... It's, a, it's, it's deceptively tricky. I mean, it's... It should be so easy. It's just a patty. I know. On a grill. I, I overcooked the, the burgers the other day. It happens, man. Oh, I was so pissed at myself. Hey. There's nothing worse than that feeling where 
you know, like your family or your girlfriend sends you out to the grill and you're like, all right, I got this. Don't worry, babe. And then I, you know, <laughs> kick the door back open with the burgers. I take a bite with it and it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> tastes like I'm eating a piece of bark <laughs> with cheese on it. Bark barbecue. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I de- apparently this guy doesn't have this problem because he's got 10 steps here. Dude. And let me tell you, it's in depth. There's stuff about how long you need to chill it, mm-hmm. what it's composed of. Uh, what blends to put in the beef? You know? I, I would say that eighty percent of the work done here is before it hits the grill. Yeah, yeah. Which is something that I need to take a t- a note or two from because mm-hmm. uh, you, you know you think when you go to grill a hamburger that it's all about okay what am I going to do what's on the grill okay how should I cook it blah yeah. blah and he's, he's he's saying like, he says grill it hot. Grill it hot. <laughs> That's his advice for when you're grilling. Thanks, it. yeah, Stephen. Uh, what is hot? What is hot? You know, like, yeah. uh, but. So he starts it off, and he. I would love to do this, but I just. I don't have a meat grinder, but he's saying you should grind your own meat. I've heard that over and over again. And it should be fatty. That yep. A good burger needs to have at least 80 per, or 20% fat. Yep. 80 20. So if you're going to mm-hmm. go to the store, get 80 20, 80 20 patties. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, ground. I've heard that about uh, chili, too. Yeah. Is to have. You got to have the, the oh, yeah. 80% because you need the, the grease in there to make it. Right, the texture, right? You know. Anyway, so, so yeah, but like you were saying, he's he's talking about you got to chill the patties that you formed at least an hour before grilling. Yeah, and then um, and you like you don't touch them very much because mm-hmm. the heat transferring from your hands to the patties. I mean, he's he's pretty pretty anal about how like yeah, we're talking about burgers here. I need I to see this guy <laughs> grill a steak or something. And uh, grilling it hot, never never press the patty. Yeah, I used to do that when I was a kid. I yeah. don't do that anymore. Well, because it flares up. It's kind of yeah, cool. It exactly. makes you seem all macho. Well, and, you, and you, you're doing something. Why you're, you're not just standing there. I think that's what it's, it comes from. Is that you're like, it yeah. looks like you're doing something. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. like you know what you're doing at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. push this thing I'm down and press the patties down. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm pressing, pa- I'm pressing patties. What's it look like I'm doing? <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. Great article. Lots of good actionable tips there. Mm-hmm. Grilling season's well underway. It is oh, May. Yeah. Um, He's talking about National Burger Day is May 28th. Ooh. So we're going to have to celebrate that. Yeah. Uh, National Hamburger Day, sorry. That is yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> May 26th. Yeah. So it was yesterday. Whoops. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so we just missed National Hamburger Day. But <laughs> it was always, awesome. There's always next year. <laughs> so there's next year, Glenn. Mm. It's funny because we won't have missed Hamburg- Hamburger Day. Mm-hmm. But we but will, we will have. have future Brian and future Glenn will have missed Hamburger Man. Day. It's all right. Um, so anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, yeah. Well, uh, check out podcast.gentleman.com. We'll have the article linked up. You get some good tips on really micromanaging your burgers. Yeah. It there's a lot every of, detail. He's he's got he's a detail oriented guy. He's got some he's got some good uh, advice there. Yeah. So. Agreed. Maybe if I would have taken some of his tips, I wouldn't have made bark <laughs> to eat the other night. I don't know. Hamburgers are really hard. It's they, just uh, it's, I yeah, think yeah. I know everything's hard for me. Like wow. barbecue, I'm still I'm still I just got my grill last year. I'm still I haven't I finally cooked on it ten times or something like that. So I'm, I'm taking it slow and steady. It's, working on it. It's like anything. It just takes practice. That's right. Not that Delicious I'm just practice. Not, yeah, not that I'm like a a Zen master or anything. But well, I've, some I've might failed. argue. Well, thank you, Brian. But <laughs> I've failed many, many, many times, and still do actually. Yeah, I think burgers was my last fail actually. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's let's get on to something else uh, here from 
Uh, this is from our good buddy uh, Zombie Cat Bacon. Zombie Cat Bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting name. It I is. know he's been around the site for a while. We we actually we modified his username for him because we stuck him with a bum username and then we got it figured out for him. So yeah. Anyway, we've talked about him on the podcast before, but uh, he's the artist. I can't remember what his. Yeah, I was gonna say the artist formerly known as, but I, uh, I don't know. Symbol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, this is called a guy just broke the world record for the farthest flight on hoverboard. It's all right. Look, we've been burned before. Yeah, we've been down this road before. Mm-hmm. God, the hoverboard. I remember Hoover. I, the Hooverboard. Hoover. I remember the just the tears of joy mm. in my eye when I saw that original hoverboard. Adulation. And then it came out that Tony Hawk and Doc Brown Emmett pulled the pulled the wool over our eyes, and then a few days later they apologized for it. Never forget. Right. And they were, and, and and it was it was like this, like oh, we had no idea. We thought, I mean, we knew it was fake, but we didn't. Yeah. And we hoped. It, I mean, we thought it would. This sorry, will, maybe this will encourage people to really make a hoverboard. Blah blah blah. They paid me money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fool me once, Brian. That's right. But this, however, looks real. It does. It'd be hard to stage this, I think. Yeah, it, I think so. I think it would be hard to stage. I don't know. This guy, so he hops on this this hoverboard, which is a massive... It's a pretty good-sized contract. I can't tell how big it is. It looks like it's about four by six feet. Something like that, yeah. It's pretty big. But it looks like... It's basically like... It's like a surfboard size. Yeah, kind of. and it's... Wider. Essentially, it's like flying on drones or something yeah it's like four propellers yeah propelling him above so this guy um i don't know how to say his name mr deru 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 alexandru deru um oh home home built this contraption and he wanted to take it out and get the guinness book of world record for the farthest flight ever on hoverboard first of all who had this before yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think the hoverboard was real. Was it Tony Hawk? Yeah, <laughs> could have been. Uh, and so he he built this himself, and he went out to set this this record. And it was Back to the Future. Yeah, I was gonna say Marty McFly. Probably. Okay, there we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, and that's been proven because it's on mm-hmm. in a movie. So it's cinematic proof. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, flew 16 feet in the air, flew 905 feet, and two inches. And uh, so he set the record, and he wanted to prove that uh, it was a like a usable way to the, the hoverboard is is a legit thing. And watching this video, I would agree with him, except it seemed really cumbersome. It seemed like he didn't he, he kind of maneuvered it a little bit, but he it's not like he could turn around. It was yeah. like just kind of side to side, moving around. And the other thing was. <laughs> I don't know how loud it was, but <laughs> it sounded. <laughs> he was out on the lake. Can you imagine like trying to fish out there in like a in a little boat? Yeah, and have this guy get like buzz by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like it was like two boats. Yeah, at the same time. It was it was horrible. It was like it's it's these two. It's like all these fans creating enough wind pressure to keep him up, you know, six feet in the air or whatever. Uh, I don't know. So I, I, know I guess, it's, I, but I guess it's real. You know what? I, I wonder, Brian. Be careful wonder, what you wish for. I know. I wonder if they're fooling us again. I wonder if he had like a harness on. If I see this, and it's a helicopter, this Hooverboard logo on this logo, <laughs> so, somebody's I gonna am, pay. Yeah, exactly. I'm we are never, right yeah, featuring. I'm not. I say I'm not gonna fall fall for this again, Glenn. And here we are on the Gentleman Podcast talking about a hoverboard again. 
Oh, look how far we've fallen. But it is inter- if if it's true, there's a big qualifier there. <laughs> it's, better. it's interesting anyway. It's better. It's better to just believe, man. <laughs> That's right. We can't. We can't let the Hooverboard Company take our 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 belief in humanity away from us. We can't do that, Mister Duru. I hope. I hope if you're listening. This better be real, man. <laughs> We're coming for you. And if it is, have you ever hey, seen nice job? Yeah, take it. <laughs> we have a very special skill set. <laughs> We've been lied to too many times. <laughs> oh man, how awesome would it be if we could get uh, Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson like scare people. Yeah. If I see you post another article on gentlemen like that again, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, well, we'll put a call in to Liam. <clears throat> If you're not listening right now, it's not Zombie Cat Bacon's fault. Mm-mm. He's just he's just he's, don't don't kill the messenger. He doesn't make the news. He just reports That's it. That's right. And he did a good job. So yeah. kudos, Zombie Cat Bacon. I'm excited about that. It seemed like a real hoverboard. So it, it did. <sighs> We're getting there. It's closer mm. every day. Getting a little bit closer. Okay, Glenn. Um, what's our next thing that we're going to talk about? The next thing we were talking about is posted by our good buddy on your keister. Mm-hmm. On your keister. Has linked up a food republic food on your keister. Yes, has linked up a food republic article, and it's uh, it's, info, it's an infographic, and yeah. it's forty ways the world makes awesome hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest. When I first saw the title for this, I was like, eh. I'm yeah. like, oh, you know, I'm going to click through. This is, uh, you know, yeah. I'll do my due diligence here, but mm-hmm. probably, you know. Boring. Not boring. Uh, first of all, Brian, when you were in Tijuana, did you try the Tijuana dog? Uh, no, I, I didn't eat or drink <laughs> much of anything on, well, from the vendors or anything like I that. I only ask because it seems pretty safe. It's bacon-wrapped hot dog, grilled sliced peppers, onions, jalapenos, and a squishy white bun. <laughs> uh, so it sounds good and yeah. would probably be really awesome in Tijuana. Yeah. Uh, no, there's, there's 40, 40 hot dogs here. And some are very weird. Yes, some are. A lot of them are very weird. What's wrong? What's wrong with the Philippines? Why can't I? Don't know. I don't know. Why can't we be friends, Philippines? Banana ketchup, rice, and a fried egg with no bun. Ugh. But uh, anyway, yeah. Okay, so that's the thing. It's like some of these do not seem like they're real. You know what I mean? Like the Kansas City dog? Have you ever had a Kansas City dog? I've never... No. I've never even heard of a Kansas City dog. And it doesn't even make any sense. Sesame seed buns, sauerkrauts, melted Swiss cheese? What? I I don't know, man. I've never... That's, that's no, that makes us... The Idaho dog is like a potato with a hot dog in it. Yep. Maybe these are all just nicknames. Uh, the only two hot dogs that I've ever heard of, the hot dog styles, is a Chicago dog. And a New York. And a New York dog. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So... But the... Uh, the Doyer dog? I don't know. There's some good-looking ones on here, though, man. I'll tell you. Oh, man. The Doyer dog looks good. The Doyer dog. Seattle dog. I don't know if you're a cream cheese fan, Brian. But it's... Yeah. The Seattle dog is a bratwurst, cream cheese, sliced raw jalapenos, chopped cabbage, and sriracha. Look, this France dog... <laughs> I could put some of the political problems we've had with France aside <laughs> to to try out this this France dog. Oh man, that would be good. Maybe we could merge. Maybe we could see some common ground if we could just each try each other's hot dogs. What What do you say to this, Brian? What What if we did an experiment? Diplomatic mission. To that, France? that too. <laughs> 
I'm thinking more along the lines of 40 days, 40 dogs. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Try them all. Mm. Get the Peru dog. Maybe if we spaced it out. The Vietnam. What about what about fifth like 40, 50 first 40, dogs? 40 weeks. <laughs> yeah, 50 first dogs. <laughs> 40 dogs, 40 trips to the bathroom. <laughs> I have this thing where I eat a hot dog and then I forget I eat it. <laughs> Every day is a new hot dog. You That's, just don't know. Yeah. Okay. It's true. I don't know, Glenn. The bagel know. dog looks interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we could talk about this yeah. over and over. Really, it's much better if you go and check it out yourself. Podcast.genlit.com. You can check out the link there. I'll link up to it. Go check out some of these hot dogs and tell me if, if you've had them. Man, we're going to have to try some of these. Yeah. I'm going to bookmark... And yeah, saved and liked because that's gonna be it's gonna come in handy. Mm-hmm. Let's spice things up a little bit. It's true. And Seattle dog. Ooh, I got that yeah. on my mind. All right, Brian. The last tack that we have this mm-hmm. evening. Yes. <clears throat> I hope I'm not speed on a turn here, but this guy is a real a hole. Who posted it? I he really don't like this guy. Just. I, 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 I don't, I'm trying to think of... A, I don't like his avatar. I don't like his shtick. Have you heard of Mussolini? Yes. Okay. I have. He, he seems like that kind of guy. Okay. Okay. Some yeah. some guy by the name of Brian... Right. ...posted an article to Popular Mechanics titled, How Eddie Van Halen Hacks Guitar. Brian, do you know this Brian? I, I do. I'm familiar with him. Okay. Uh, he's a really nice guy. He really? Yeah. Am, really, am I just read him wrong? You know... He's like a, he, he's got, he on the ex. You got a rough exterior. Ooh, yeah. And but then he's he's just got a heart of gold. Oh man, I inside. bet that makes the ladies go wild. <laughs> I tell you what, my wife will watch. This has nothing to do with you. <laughs> Qualifier. Let's. Uh... Uh, but my wife will watch. It, it, it's amazing. We can watch any TV show, right? And there's always this guy who's like, yeah. Hey, my name's Applesauce. Right. And I got a hard exterior. But I'm really just a nice guy. I'm just a nice guy. Hard. And every time, that's the guy. She's like, oh. Yeah. That guy is. Oh. Classic. It's classic, man. You know, like. I think all, all girls. Yeah. Most girls. A lot of girls. And then on the other side, I learned about this in my history of film oh. class at uh-huh. KU. Right. Uh, you have the, 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 the character who's the. I'm not making this up. The hooker with the heart of gold. Mm. Like the girl who's you know down on her luck, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's done some questionable things, but right. does it for, with a good heart and good <laughs> intentions, you know. And you you want to help the character, right? You, you willing to overlook some of the you the know flaws, just the yeah. You know. <clears throat> anyway, the same kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how do we get talking about that? I don't know. Blaine. You're not the hooker with the heart of gold. Are you? <laughs> I might be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if I am, I'm not telling you. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, anyway, that, back uh, to the yeah. Tax. Anyway, Glenn. So this is a great article about Eddie Van Halen. I I seem to post most of my tax surround the band Van Halen. I, that is true. Uh, at least in the last six months, for some reason, I found I found myself almost feeling bad posting another Van Halen link. But this was so cool, I had to post it because it's a it's an article from Popular Mechanics. And Eddie Van Halen, I've always known because I've been a Van Halen fan, uh, especially the early stuff, and. None of this Hagar, Van Hagar no. BS, but uh, all Roth, uh, all the time. Uh, but We are pro-Roth here. Anyway. I'm in gentlemen headquarters. I, I've, oh, I've always read about Eddie Van Halen, because I'm a guitar player, always been interested in him, and I knew that he had a good history of just basically like 
messing around with his equipment and trying different stuff. And it always struck me as really cool. In fact, when I was a kid, I got my first electric guitar. I, like Eddie Van Halen, I, I like, thought Eddie Van Halen was the coolest. And I glued picks on my on my guitar for a design, like Did he white and black picks. Because no, I, I saw a picture of him, and he had he had stripes all over his guitar. There's like picks everywhere. Uh, so anyway, just like Eddie Van Halen, I wanted to do that, so I did that. And uh, I remember I went and bought a different guitar, and the music shop owner had seen my other guitar because I used to go in there for lessons. And I was just a little uh, kid; I was like seven or eight years old. And he said, "Now, Brian, you're not gonna glue stuff on this guitar, are you? Because it's a nice guitar. You can't glue <laughs> stuff on it, you know." Uh, so I was remembering. And your that. dad was like, "Yeah, you're passing him a twenty. Yeah, yeah exactly." <laughs> But Eddie Van Halen, he always took his expensive equipment. And that, that's the, always the thing. is like when you're a kid and you get a guitar, messing with it is a difficult proposition. Because if you mess it up, then you, you know, it's an expensive thing. It's not like your parents are going to be like, well, look, you, you messed up your guitar. I'll go buy you a new one. It's like, it's a lot of money. But um, ever since he was a kid, he's been taking apart his guitars, doing all kinds of stuff to them, trying to get him to do what he wants to do he's been doing that with his amps uh every part of everything if, he, if there was something about a sound he didn't like he worked worked with his guitar or his amp or his equipment to make it what he wanted the thing i like about this article brian is that he goes into great detail about just his experiences when the, the first time he did you know first time he took apart this and the first mm-hmm. time he tried this and right he basically lays out how he actually got that Van Halen sound basically right I mean he 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 owned that sound right and he he, he went to great detail to make it mm-hmm. um, talks about how he just maxes out his amps right in in weird ways and 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 took out pickups in his guitar and added in you know humbuckers and things like that when dips his pickups in wax yeah. of some kind melted them he, he like went through a bunch of pickups like trying to get this perfect sound and mm-hmm. but it, the thing I liked about this article is that he's talking about how at the very beginning he talks about he's like I've always been a tinker and I got it from my dad mm-hmm. his dad accidentally cut off his own finger trying to lift the car off of something yeah when he was a little bit intoxicated and so he was a clarinet player and so he in order to have his he, he, I think he was his index finger I think yeah um, in order to play he had to like retrofit his clarinet to act like a saxophone right and anyway and then like later in life he made his own dentures and things right. like that <laughs> Which is a little different, but, a little different, but whatever. But but it's kind of yeah. cool to like to have that mindset. Of like, well, I can't use this anymore. Well, I'll just go buy something new. Yeah. No. 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 We're gonna make our own dentures, son. Well, he said he took away from it that if something didn't work the way he wanted it to, you could find a way to make it work the way you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So um, after a lot of time, yeah, <laughs> and effort. And I mean it. You know, yeah, he, he definitely, it was pretty interesting because it, he talks about all this process he went through. And then, like, once he like, got everything figured out and he plugged it all in, he was like, oh, man, this is it. Nothing can stop me now. And ta-da! Truth, you know? Yeah. I mean, good call. But, uh, yeah, really cool article. I wish, you know, this is this is a great thing for kids now, too, because I remember reading about this stuff when I was a kid. And it... it I like took apart my guitar and put yeah. a different pickup in and stuff like that, you know. Um, and it's good. There's all this maker thing and all, all these things now, you know. And it's good to. It's, it's. I think it's a really cool thing to teach your kids about how to, you know, take stuff apart and and see how it works and see you if you can tinker. modify it and and make it better, you know. And if you break it, 
uh, <laughs> I'll probably bail you out. You know. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's a cool little article. Yeah, I, I, I like this kind of thing, and it's he writes it really well. And uh, mm-hmm. I'd always heard legends of like legends. I've always heard stories of how when Van Halen first came out with uh, when he started doing the. Um, like the the, the hammer ons basically mm-hmm. that iconic hammer on like yeah. he would he would turn his back to the crowd is that who I'm thinking of yeah mm-hmm. so that people wouldn't know how he was doing it right <laughs> which is pretty funny mm-hmm. because he's also talking about like when he was playing he would take out his pickup and put in like a soup he'd put in a humbucker right and but he would always cover it with his hand so people wouldn't know right how what he and they're like how was he getting that sound out of yeah. that guitar and just like the legend of him just grew mm-hmm. I wonder if there's like any stories about like his equipment and how he like hit it and kept it <clears throat> safe and locked up when he was touring and stuff like that. I know he put he his his rack for his amp was a hollowed out World War II bomb. <laughs> like a big iron. <laughs> he hollowed it out and he he installed the amp head inside there. Of course it was. Of course he did. Yeah. It's <clears throat> there's a cool little picture of him standing next to it and it's it's pretty awesome. Uh that is pretty sweet. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think I think that's, you know, I I think he had all kinds of stuff like that. But I think once he got famous, I think the whole secretive thing kind of backed off because he got so much notoriety in Guitar Player Magazine and everything like that. I mean, he was just the coolest, you know, guitar player out there, basically. So I think all this stuff, I think he was pretty forthcoming about all this stuff since then. And, you know, obviously this article, that was the other cool thing about the article is just how forthright he was about how he did everything. And yeah. Several times he mentions like, well, I didn't know any better or I didn't know how to do this and... Frankly, I was just dumb, or what? You know, <laughs> yeah, like what he was talking about. How he, he, one of the one of the parts of his guitar, he was trying to. People always said, "Oh, he, he, you know, he retrofitted a different way because of this reason." And he's like, "No, no, he's like, it's because I didn't know how to put it back together, right? So I just kind of shoved it back in, and like, you <laughs> know, <right>. yeah." <laughs> Sometimes yeah. that's what makes things work, Brian. That's true. A little hope and a little bailing wire. And that's right. Gum. That's what spit. the that's what the podcast is made out of. That's exactly what the podcast. Well, and. Postcast, post, yes, and and um, <clears throat> anchor summer wheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great article. Okay, Glenn. Well, those are some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last week or so. Fantastic. Whew. Well, it's time for the gentleman toast this week, Glenn. Mm. And uh, this, okay, this artist came through for somebody that needed it in the best possible time <laughs> and i don't know if you remember a little band yeah. a big band a larger than life band called bone thugs and harmony meet you at the crossroads crossroads we will be lonely. <laughs> uh look glenn uh rapper lazy bone who's a member of bone thugs and harmony he's on his way to a concert mm-hmm. and in the tour bus i think and some crazy drivers flying all over the road, going all over the place, and finally the driver crashes off to the side of the road. And they're thinking, man, this guy must be a drunk driver. But anyway, Lazy Bone hops out, and he's like on the scene, you know, and he's like, I'm going to take care of this. So he runs up to the driver, and he's like, are you all right? And the guy had like passed out, and he thought he was drunk, but it turns out that he was having a, like some kind of a diabetes attack. A diabetic, yeah, uh, episode, basically. Yeah, and so... Uh, he tries to get the guy to come to, and finally he asks him. Uh, he says, "Like he, did, this is a quote from uh, Lazy, Lazy Bones." Bone. Yeah, I uh, said, 
he didn't know who anybody was, so I said, do you know Bone Thugs Harmony? <laughs> and he kind of woke up, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like smelling salts. Yeah, Bone <laughs> Thugs. The, the, the thing about it's so funny is that song Crossroads. Is all these people that have passed away and like you won't be lonely. We'll be here. You know. Can you imagine like try, like coming to you from something and he's like, Hey, have you heard of Bone Thugs and Harmony? Like, I'm at the crossroads. Oh, no, no, I'm at the crossroads. What happened? <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I just want to say that Lazy Bone. Did the, it's nice that people still stop you know when somebody like this a lot of people just drive on by yep you know you see some crazy driver almost wreck or wreck or whatever a lot of people just drive on by these days you know so it's cool that he stopped pulled over I mean he was on a tour bus like they got it all stopped and went and and checked on the guy and made sure he was okay and I guess he gave him some fruit yeah he said there's like a cute old couple came by in their RV and they like gave the kid some fruit and yeah, you know, got his blood sugar to the right level or whatever. Diabetic shock is what the thing that happened. So, yeah. anyway, you never know what's going on with the people. See some crazy driver out there. Maybe they're having some kind of medical issue. So it's good that he stopped and, and tried to help. Um, but anyway, so well done, Lazy Bone, Bone Thugs and Harmony. It's nice. Were they the band that were going to come through Lawrence, but they couldn't yeah. sell? Okay. I well, they, they canceled their concert. I don't know why. Look, okay. You were going, weren't you? <laughs> I was so mad at them. Uh, no, but I, I have to tell you this. Okay, this is completely different, sort of. But we were just talking. There's this local place called the Granada, mm-hmm. where all the bands come through, and both thugs were supposed to play there. Would we say all the bands? Like or most we, of the. I mean, the, the Granada is like the live venue place, basically. Yeah. That and the bottleneck. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Scott Weiland from the Stone Temple Pilots was supposed to come through and do a show and I think he did but there's this thing that was circulating on the internet like the week before he was supposed to come to Lawrence and it was a video of him like singing a Stone Temple Pilots song at a performance and it was horrible was it Lady Picture Show was that the song no it was was something else I don't know I want to say it was like Vaseline or something oh it was Vaseline and it was terrible anyway it was like all over the internet for this is like the worst rendition of your own of song. Your, um, <laughs> a song like ever, you know? Yeah, it was it was it was terrible. Except the words didn't even no. he wasn't singing the right words. It was off key, it was it was crazy. Anyway, um <laughs> it was it was flying all over the internet with people just tearing him up, you know? Yeah. And I go in to buy beer for the the podcast last week or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. in the I'm at the liquor store and I look down at the counter and they've got a stack of Scott Weiland tickets there that they're giving away. <laughs> It's like a stack of like a hundred tickets or something. And they're like, take a ticket if you want, you know. So I, I think that no one bought any tickets, so they're just like giving them away so that people would be there. I, I can't imagine going to a Scott Weiland show anyway. <sighs> Scott Weiland had a couple of solo albums. One of his solo albums was actually pretty successful. He had a, like a couple hit singles off it. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna look this up. So anyway, but that has nothing to do with Bone Thugs or Harmony or Lazy Bone because. I don't, I don't, I, Glenn, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't know why they they canceled their show. I'm going to say it was because they had some kind of snafu someplace else. It wasn't because they couldn't sell enough tickets, unlike Scott Weiland. Okay. Scott Weiland released a Most Wonderful Time of Year, an album consisting of Tyler of Christmas Music. <laughs> In 2011. Is that the album you were referring to no. that had a bunch of hits? No. It had to have been like... 
I don't know, 2001 or something, 2002 maybe. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, so anyway, here's to uh, Lazy Bone. and Lazy Bone. Bone Thugs, Bone Thugs in Harmony. <laughs> you won't be alone. <laughs> Man. What a what a great song! Yeah. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, it's time for the um, hot buddy topic. topic. And uh, this week, Glenn, there's this wonderful uh, phenomenon. Wanna, no, I want to say like this. It's like two genres meeting together for a beautiful harmony. A collaboration. It's it's it's. It, it's, marriage. It's like a marriage of two beautiful genres. And one is the game show, mm-hmm. and the other genre is the reality show. Mm-hmm. Coming together on TLC uh, for a, a brand new show called Labor Games. And uh, this this little game show, mm-hmm. as you might imagine, uh, all takes place in a hospital room while a husband and wife... While the wife is literally on the verge of giving birth. She's dilated. Yes. And they give you a... Well... Yeah. So, literally, there's a game show host in the in the hospital room with them. And she's answering trivia questions mm-hmm. uh, right before she gives birth. And they have... They even have, like, updates on the birth, like... You know how far contractions she's like yeah like oh yeah time every, between every, contractions every three minutes or something so she's getting close mm-hmm. and they'll like give updates on that while the thing's going on uh, there's all kinds of neat stuff about this show Glenn so and, and so the money they win goes to they win prizes yeah. such as stuff for the baby you know mm. like high chairs and stuff like that hmm. so they say things like for the extra tall high chair if you can answer this question what's your answer you know while the <laughs> Wow, the birth is going on. Uh, the grand prize is a ten thousand dollars college fund for the for the kid. Uh, there's a gr- some great little double entendres that she, the oh. the uh, host throws out, such as, "Is that the answer you want to deliver?" <laughs> and uh, you can use a lifeline, but in this case, it's called an umbilical cord. And you pull the umbilical cord. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> pull it. Pull it at any point in the game. Okay. So I I don't know about you, Glenn, but I'm excited about this. I, I'm I'm really I think this is a great uh, this is a this is a good you know television should be innovative, and I feel like this is this is a strong this is a big innovation. Brian, if this is a real show, now this is with real people. Um, well, it's on television, so it must be real. Right, right. Okay, yeah. So there you go. It, it's, it's called got- a reality show for a reason, oh. Glenn. Well, if it's not staged in any way. It will be entertaining because at some point the host will die. Yeah. Um, I have been in the room with a pregnant woman mm-hmm. getting ready to give birth twice. Yeah. My wife. Not yeah. something weird. <laughs> Some other... <laughs> I was just hanging out uh, in the corner. And um, I got to say, I find this very unbelievable that this would... I, I guess it has to be one of those pregnancy or one of those births where... There's like they're in there for you know overnight or something, and there's a lot of time. There's a lot of downtime. It's supposed to be right before she's gone. Yeah, right before she's ready to go. This is where I'm talking about people dying because uh, the there, there's these things called hormones. Yeah, and um, 
See, but what if you Adrenaline. had Adrenaline. What if you had like a television camera in your face, you know, while you're doing that? I, I would, I would at best, at best, punch someone. Yeah. I, I'm, I was pretty high strung during both births mm-hmm. of my daughters and yeah, I wouldn't care what I would win. Yeah. Um, that's just me. You know, I, I, I and also, uh, you know, things are flapping out in the breeze while, you know, things are getting ready to come out of places. Yeah, I mean, so, think about the ins and outs if there was some kind of an emergency <laughs> that was going out. <laughs> it's like, so if, there's yeah. a, if there's an emergency or something. Yeah. You know, uh, what, what do they do? Like, If you could just answer the question, yeah. uh, we'll right. get... So you don't want the extra hall high chair... Sure, you don't want to pull the umbilical cord? <laughs> yeah, hmm? exactly. <laughs> I find this to be one of those things where I'm repulsed by it and I will watch it. Well, look, Glenn. And I will show my displeasure by watching it. Yes, that's good. And we know that this is a reliable and true show <laughs> because it's on TLC, also known as the Learning Network. The Learning Network. The Le- Learning Channel. Uh, let me just. Re- was that the same network that had uh, John and Kate plus eight? Is that the same network? <laughs> I don't know. I, okay. I can't. The only thing I remember about TLC is watching it like 15 years ago, and they actually had like learning learning things. stuff on. It's like the Travel Channel or the Food Network. The more the, you know, the Food Network's all about travel. The Travel Network's all about food, and the Learning Channel is all about stupid uh, reality game shows. <laughs> apparently, so I guess it is a trivia game. So maybe you are learning something from that. But it's still yeah okay. Well, wait, TLC? All right, well, anyway. I think it's the Learning Channel, isn't it? TLC? Yeah, yeah. I, no, it is the Learning Channel. That's what it stands for. I'm just trying to... I'm trying to think of other shows that are on the, that are on TLC. What are you... <laughs> the first article says, Remember when TLC used to be called the Learning Channel? <laughs> <laughs> it was founded as an instructional channel by NASA. Really? I'm yeah. guessing they sold the assets. Apparently... Everything must go. Discovery owns it. No. Oh, that makes sense. Um, so, that's interesting, because it, it feels like all news sites, all... You know, everybody's kind of got this... Bought into this formula of, like, make it uh, as entertaining as possible while still being, quote-unquote, news. You know what I mean? Like, right. Try to get as many people to click on this and share it as many times as possible. Um, mm-hmm. And that really, I don't know, kind of takes away the... Yeah. The validity of what they're trying to... Like, if if somebody's got to sell me something while they're trying right. to teach it, I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. Right. Maybe I'm just old and jaded. I don't know. I don't know, Glenn. We don't know anything about that. Got grumpy. we got to work on that gentleman reality show. <laughs> <laughs> Filmed by drones. Filmed by drones. Mm-hmm. Me and Glenn. Yeah. Skiing down make, mountains. Make it like a video game. <laughs> yeah. You're running and getting the... I don't know. I don't know, Glenn. Anyway, this reality show is probably going to have five episodes before someone uh, commits a crime. I who ah? It's like you're saying, man. If you disagree with this, you should not watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But people will. People will watch this show. I probably will. Yeah. No, I mean I won't because I don't get TLC, (laughs) thankfully. But. I'm at, if, if it was that, on that's the kind of thing that I would see and be like okay I'm never going to watch anything on TLC ever because <laughs> it's terrible it's a terrible thing yeah you know what I yeah. mean what a terrible look somebody in some boardroom somewhere 
had to approve this idea as an actual television show idea. Mm-hmm. And at no point mm-hmm. did that person sit back and think to themselves, look, there's a line and we probably shouldn't cross it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Try, like trying to do this show is really not a good idea because it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's really it's really lowbrow. Not, not even lowbrow. It's 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 beyond low, basically. Yeah, it's, it's like we will do anything, right, to get you to watch it, right. We will do. We will sell our soul to the devil, and we here, have to. And here's the thing: they're giving away what, like high chairs and stuff. Yeah. So they spent like fifteen hundred bucks, and they probably pay the people that are on it nothing. Uh, I did see that one of the one of the grand prizes was ten thousand uh, dollar education. <laughs> if you fund, hit the jackpot, you get ten thousand bucks, which would be like half a semester in college. Yeah. I mean, every little bit helps, right. but. Uh, yeah, I uh, I mean, all these weird... Also, uh, this is kind of like in the same vein of like Naked and Afraid. Yeah. What's the other Naked... The Naked Dating... Or Naked... Yeah, uh, like the first date. Naked Love. Yeah. Naked... Naked Love. <laughs> naked Love. <laughs> now nah, I'd watch that game. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I think I've been on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> All right. Mm. Pulling together Sorry, here, Glenn. Mm. That's uh, here and there. Yep. Um. Mm. <laughs> okay, Glenn. Well, I, I guess that we we've come. We we both stood up and said no. <laughs> yeah. We're standing up for ethics on television. We can't have this. I'll watch Survivor. I'll watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch something where people are naked and trying to date. I mean, that's called college. Not on television. That's called college. On the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, different story. Uh, don't, 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 don't link the gentleman. Uh, if that, uh, don't try to put that in gentleman. Uh, anyway, Glenn. All right, let's move on. Let's move mm. on. We're just getting ourselves into more and more trouble. They're dragging us down to their level. No, It's terrible. All right. Okay, where Glenn. are we at here? Uh, it's time for the um, final segment. Hmm. Already? Question from the, question from the gentleman mailbag. Hmm. Already. Um, Glenn, there's a lot of movies out there. There's a lot of movies that people talk about. I was in the video store tonight, and the video store guy was talking to somebody about Mad Max. Mad Max is like this crazy... Yep. You know, mm-hmm. this juggernaut going on right now. Mm-hmm. And I was in there, I was like, oh man, please don't do any spoilers. Please don't do any spoilers because I haven't seen it yet. And I'm like, oh, don't say anything. Is it like, out? Yeah. Oh, okay. The new Mad Max, yeah. It's, it's all. Did it come things. out on Memorial Day? It's been, a, it's been like a week or something oh, like that. Okay. But okay. anyway, it got me thinking. What famous movie, like what super famous movies that everyone out there has seen have you not personally seen and why? Man, I need help. I, I'm, I can't think. I literally can't think of. I know there are a ton, but I'm trying to think of like. It'd Everybody's probably like an, it'd probably be like an '80s movie. Yeah. Um, have you seen Star Wars? I have seen that one. Okay, I've seen all six of those, and right. I plan on seeing nine. <laughs> Let me just get that out there right now. What about Lord of the Rings? Uh, check. Okay. Hobbit. Check. No, I, I'm pretty good between now and like you know in the last ten years I'm good. Mm. Uh, but I grew up without cable. So what about like Gone with the Wind? Have you seen Gone with the Wind? Oh yeah, 
that was that was a long movie. Yeah, it was like four hours. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to. I'm trying to pinpoint like because I was looking at classics. So you've seen classics, but you didn't have television when you were growing up. So what about like the seventies? The seventies must be the decade where you didn't see the stuff. Yeah, I had, well, I wasn't alive. Um, right. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have seen reruns on TV. Uh, yeah, there's probably like a lot of seventy shows. I, I feel like probably late eighties. Oh, you, I don't know if I've seen any of the Rat Pack movies. Okay, Excuse, not Rat, <laughs> Rat Pack. Not oh, Rat Pack. like the Breakfast Club. Okay, you haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the Outsiders. I haven't seen. I don't know if that's part that's of the probably not technically that. I mean, it's more. But, like but that that time John period, Waters yeah, kind of yeah, like mm-hmm. uh, sixteen candles. Yeah. Never been kissed. I don't think that's. that's Have you seen Weird Science? Nope. Oh god! (laughs) You've got to watch Weird Science. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I have a whole genre of movies I've never seen. The Breakfast Club's all right. It's okay. I mean, it. it, You know, it's one of those mall rats. Mall rats. Mall rats. That's mall rats. Is Kevin Smith? That's yeah. That's early '90s, but it's like not. Well, I still haven't yeah. seen it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. They're coming up with a sequel to that, by the way. Really? Yeah. Weird. Uh, Mall Brats. <laughs> Mall Brats. Um, anyway, now, Weird Science is great. You've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I have seen that one. Weird Science is a great movie for many, okay. many reasons. But, yes, you, you got to see Weird Science at some point. It's it's fantastic. Anthony Michael Hall, I don't know who the other guy is. Doesn't matter. Um, the extreme from uh, Dusty? No, the ex- the extreme. Oh, oh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Okay, is the older brother of one of the guys in the movie. He's like the mean older brother. It it's great. You got to see it. Okay, and I don't know who the girl in it is, uh, but let me tell you something. In the eighties, I was like, whoa, whoa, this is what this is what girls can look like. Really? <laughs> Where have I been? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so anyway, yeah, weird science is good. <laughs> Um, man, that you know, I, I that's probably it. Probably like the teen, yeah, the teen that's, style that's movies when I was a little too young to watch. Most them. of the people I know have seen The Breakfast Club. Most of the people I know have seen Weird Science. Um, yeah, that's yeah, those are yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good one. That that, that I think I think those are pretty pretty solid movies. I, I, yeah, I was I was drawing. I'm like, what I should have done is I should have gone a list of like the top 100 movies. That's what I'll do right now. I've never seen The Godfather. Oh, well. I'm serious. I've never seen The Godfather. Well, that'll do it. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Have you seen Citizen Kane? I have. Okay. A long time ago, but I've seen it. The Godfather is... Um, it's pretty much what people say it is. It's it's a pretty good movie. I don't know if I've ever seen Pulp Fiction. You've never seen Pulp Fiction? I don't think so. Not all the way through. Man. That's a good movie, too. A lot of Hitchcock on this list. Mm-hmm. This is AMC Top 100 list. Well, anyway. Okay. So, I was having a hard time thinking about this. This is a tough one to answer. Mm. You know, it's it's tough to... Because you don't... If you haven't seen something, it's not like it jumps out at you. Yeah. You haven't seen yeah. it, you know. Uh, but then I realized there was one... There's one movie... One series of movies... What? That I haven't seen... A whole series? That probably everyone in America has seen. Okay. Ooh, this is going to be recent, isn't it? Yeah. It's a blockbuster list, isn't it? Uh, I mean, a blockbuster style. Yeah. Yeah. Can I guess? Oh, sure. Is it Pirates of the Caribbean? No. 
I've seen the, I've seen those unfortunately. Okay, that's I'm out of guesses. Harry Potter. Oh, I haven't okay. seen any Harry Potter movies, and you probably haven't read any Harry Potter books. I haven't read any Harry Potter books either. And uh, so, but I think I mean that's a pretty popular series of stuff. I mean, people yeah, are, you know, people that, that that I would say so. Yeah, exactly. Most people have heard of it mm-hmm. at least, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen any of that stuff. Um, I don't know what anything is about. I don't know any of this stuff. And the reason why I thought about that is because I was just talking that story about how I was in there. I was like, oh, please don't say any spoilers. Please don't say any spoilers. I'm starting to get nervous because I'm intentionally not watching Harry Potter because I had a – I have a backstory on this. I, I had a I had a, a boss and he had young – you know, kids that were probably – you know, two or three kids that were probably like from 10 to 15 or something like that, you know. And anyway, as a family, they like they would go and and read the Harry Potter books, and it was like a big deal. They'd like go yeah. out when like a new one came out, they'd all go get it, and they'd go mm-hmm. read the Harry Potter books. And mm-hmm. so I always thought that I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, you get to share that experience of reading something the first time with your mm-hmm. kids. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking about like Star Wars and stuff like that, and I'm like, man, it sucks because I already know all this stuff is going to happen. And then if you're like watching it with your kid or something like that, you're like. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's about to say he's the father. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pay attention, pay attention. No, 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 don't worry about the popcorn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you, but, so you already know all that stuff. But I, was, I, I always heard that story, and I was like, wow, that'd be really cool to... Something that you could share with your kid or something mm-hmm. like that. Something that people, you know... If it, if it holds up and kids are still interested in that in 12 years or whatever. But the point is, I just thought, well, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna skip out on the Harry Potter stuff. And then when I have kids, I'm going to... Try to share that experience with them. That'll be cool. If I can make it from in the next 12 years without somebody telling me spoilers. I was going to say, you want them to at least be, you know, 10. Mm-hmm. Because they, they get kind of... It's a little... Yeah. It's a little dark. Mm-hmm. You get it? Yeah. You need, you need yeah. to be junior high. Yeah. I See, figured. My thing is, is that they came out when I was in eighth grade or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of... I was just on the the upper end of growing up with the books. Yeah, so that she the the author has has this whole like decade of mm-hmm. people who grew up with the books. Right, right. Which is why there's a Disneyland, mm-hmm. Disneyland, Disney World. Yeah, park. Right, dedicated to it all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Laura actually wants to go to that. Is she a big Harry Potter nerd. Yeah, she likes it a lot. Yeah. Oh, big time. Okay, so good yeah. to know. Yeah. So, anyway, so maybe, yeah, I'm afraid she might drop some hint about something or something at some point, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. this is just like that... Yeah. <clears throat> like that, uh... <laughs> That's gonna be hard. That's There's gonna a lot be of hard. pop culture references. I know. I've gotta, like, shut everything off, you know? Yeah. And just, you know... I'll tell Lynn... T- my, Lynn, my wife, is a, is a big... I'm, af- I'm afraid if you tell, if you intentionally tell somebody, don't talk about this stuff, then I'm like, it's just like a subconscious thing, you know what I mean? It's gonna be a real problem, too, if I tell Lynn that Laura's a big Harry Potter fan. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I don't want to know anything about it. Okay. Uh, you want to experience it with your kids. Yeah. That's a noble cause. Yeah. I support it. Well, and reading the books, too, instead of watching the movie. You know yeah. I mean? the, like, yeah. Meh, I'm not going to do that. The, I'm books, not gonna... the books are really, really amazing, I think. Yeah. I sound like a big dork there. <laughs> I, put, I, was, I put myself out say, there. I was say. They're amazing. Uh, okay, let me put it this way. This, you know. Yeah. Look, they're amazing for... For what they are, they're amazing, right? right? They're kind of kids' books, kind of, but not really. Uh-huh. And as you... I don't know. I like how they can be for kids or they can be for adults and they can yeah. still... It's a lot of cool life lessons. And yeah. 
Look, all I can, I'm all a fan. I, all I know is I just hope that J.K. Rowling is landed on her feet mm. and she's doing okay now. Now that the books are over, I don't know if she had the you theme know, park. What kind of money she had after that yeah. whole thing was over and everything? So I hope she's doing okay. I know. I mean, it's like I heard that. I think Oprah has more money than her. Oof. So maybe not anymore. Yeah. Uh, I think she's worth. I don't know how many billion. Mm-hmm. She's a powerful lady. <sighs> maybe we should write a children's book. How to grow a mustache. <laughs> By Brian and Glenn. Yeah. Gentleman's Guide. Yeah. Kids, do you want to grow a mustache? <laughs> Here's how the mustache twist scale works. <laughs> First you take the beer. Yeah. You crack it open. Um, yeah, J.K. Rowling. She, uh, she's done well. She's done well for herself. And the thing is, is that she's at the point where every few years she'll be like, oh... I uh, I wrote this little tiny book. Why don't you guys yeah. go check it out? And then it's you know flying off the shelves like hotcakes. And right. everybody's like, but but it's not Harry Potter. Right. But they don't care because it's her. And mm-hmm. or she you know every few years she's like oh remember that one character in the Harry Potter series? Yeah. Well check this out. Yeah. Here's a little bit more background. Oh yeah. Every 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 few years she's stoking the fire about something. Well might as well. She's milking it, man. Yeah. I uh. I'm glad she like ended it though, mm-hmm. like right when she did. You know, what yep. I mean? it takes some guts to walk away from something when you're making so many so much money off it. So. It's another instance of she knew all the books. I mean, it's pretty amazing if you think about it. Seven, seven books, seven or eight books. Don't ask me. All planned know. out. Yeah, all before she began writing. That's, so that's pretty cool. Good stuff. Anyway, all right, Glenn. Well, I'll let you know in twelve years. Okay. When I start reading them. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about this again. It's a very exact timetable. I don't. <laughs> it could be 15. It could be 20 years. It could be 40 years. 20. I don't know. Freezing the old... Uh, hey. The, I, the name of science. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, I, yeah. could, be, I could be 90 and have my first uh, first kid. You Wouldn't it be the first... It probably would be the... It'd be... Uh, in recent history... I don't know. Yeah. Hey, I have no problem being the first. <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> Might as well. Kids... And that's when Harry took out his wand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Glenn. Well, okay. That was episode 61, Glenn. 61? 61. But I feel so young. Uh, what happened to young me? Young at heart. No. It's like Sac- Satchel Page says, Brian. Age is mind over matter. It's true. If you don't mind, it doesn't don't matter. matter. It's true. So that's good. That's a good way to end the podcast, Glenn. Mm. If you don't mind listening to it, it don't matter. That's right. Um, <laughs> Thanks, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> for hanging in there. Um, anyway, Glenn, that was episode sixty-one. I'm looking forward to episode sixty-two already. I am too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'll Fav- be a good one. Favorite day of the week for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time for episode sixty-two. Drive safe. <laughs> <laughs>